Hello and welcome to the Luscious Living Podcast. I'm your host, Celine Vilgen, holistic nutrition consultant and the founder of Luscious Living, where personal growth meets wellness. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Luscious Living Podcast. It's been a while since I've had a solo episode with you, and I'm very excited to be back here. If you haven't listened to some of the latest episodes with the other experts, I recommend doing so. I learned so much, and I'm always so very excited to share it with you. Today, I want to go back into the subject of weight loss and hormone balance, okay? This is such a topic I am passionate about, passionate sharing about, especially when I've seen the results in my own life and in my clients, and I really, really want you to benefit from this as well because I know so dang well what it's like to be just in a space of a consumption of, of wanting to lose weight, like, you know, just all of our thoughts, all of our energy, all of our efforts go to that whether we realize it or not, okay? And so I am very excited to share with you on this episode why the calories in, calories approach, out approach doesn't always work, how to balance those hormones. We'll go into the emotional and physical steps. We'll go into some clinical research into how to balance the hormones. And, and trust me, it won't, be, it won't be boring. It won't be super uh, heavy there. And I also have some... Th- some tips to share that I haven't seen any studies for, such as adding more beauty and pleasure into your life. Okay. I want to also share with you some blood panels to ask your doctor to order and steps to balance your hormones. Okay. And a whole lot more. And before we dive into it, I do want to remind you and invite you that I am hosting a free holistic weight release webinar coming up and I will link the link for you so that you can join. It's completely free. I want to really add a lot of value to you. So make sure you show up on time, you take notes and really get ready to learn. Okay. So make sure you sign up and pause this video, pause, pause this episode, um, before you, before you go further to do that. All right. So let's get right into it. Despite what we've been told, um, you know, whether it's the different diet plans, whether it's the exercise more, uh, eat less approach, it, it there's, there's a fundamental, um, you know, undermining of our body, of the female body as well. And what happens is we end up getting completely disappointed in ourselves. Like there's something wrong with us because we're doing the the right things, the the right diet plans, we're following the the guides and, and, and nothing's working. Or maybe we're even gaining more weight. Why is this happening? Okay. So the thing is calories matter, but more to some people than others, because some people hormones matter more. And I have seen this in my own life. I see this with my clients. Okay. And so I want to start off by sharing with you some key concepts I want you to learn. It is your body. It is your hormones. I want you to understand some of these terms about to say so that you can be empowered. Okay. So number one is insulin. So insulin, you've probably heard of this before, but it's a fat storage hormone hormone. Okay. So when you have insulin resistance means that your cells cannot absorb the extra blood glucose in your body, um, from the food that you eat. And so when this happens, your liver converts the glucose into fat 
And then insulin resistance usually causes gain, or weight gain or end or sugar addiction. Of course, if you really take it to the extreme end, that's when we start to see um, diabetes, PCOS, metabolic syndrome, okay? Leptin. So high leptin causes or is correlated to weight gain and excessive hunger, okay? So if you, you, know, if you don't get enough sleep, actually your leptin goes up. And so leptin is nature's appetite suppressant. And so when you've had enough to eat, it's amazing because leptin tells your brain to stop eating. However, when you are overweight, your fat cells produce excess leptin. So when your brain gets bombarded with these signals, then it shuts down and then leptin levels keep rising. Then receptors stop functioning. Then your body doesn't get the leptin signal and you don't feel full. And so it's almost also when you eat, this is not this entirely the same concept, but when you eat, let's say chips, right? You can't just have one chip. And if you do, just let me know how you do that. But, um, and it's just almost like there's no fullness signal, right? And so that's where that plays in. And again, sleep is a big contributor to those levels. Different kinds of foods are also, um, addictive foods are contributors to that. And then estrogen, you might have heard me talk about estrogen before, and if not, uh, estrogen is your female-dominant female hormone. But when you have estrogen dominance, and if you, especially if you have PMS, any sort of breast tenderness, bloating, um, things like this, you or you just have stubborn weight gain, especially in the hips and thighs, it's when you have too much estrogen and not enough progesterone. And progesterone keeps you calm, it maintains your uterine lining, and then having too much estrogen will also have weight, you'll have weight loss resistance, moodiness, heavy periods, etc. Then is your thyroid, okay? So your thyroid is the master thermometer in your body. It acts as the gas pedal of your metabolism, really essentially how fast or slow you burn calories. If your, slu- your thyroid is sluggish, you might have acne, it can cause weight gain, fluid retention, hair loss or thinning, uh, depression, constipation, uh, really low energy as well, okay? And then we have glucagon. So glucagon and insulin have opposing effects, okay? So when one is up, the other one is down. So you want to have more glucagon because it's a fat-burning hormone and it's um, secreted by the consumption of protein, which is really, really interesting, which we'll get into, okay? So that is what I will refer to um, as well as cortisol, okay? So cortisol is your survival hormone, your stress hormone, and this is something that is very important for our survival, our performance, and, and it's a beautiful hormone, however, most of us, it's firing up too much, okay? Um, most of us, it's chronic. Most of us, we, the, it's, it's, the cortisol is up, but then it doesn't come back down. And then just as if, you know, with insulin, you can, over time, if you have too many insulin-secreting foods, you can also then experience um, adrenal fatigue or um, other other challenges with uh, cortisol dysregulation, whereas you're constantly, reg- you're constantly secreting cortisol, then um, you're going to see other problems arise. And one of them is weight gain. And this is why I want you to think about weight, excess weight as a symptom. It's not the root of it. Okay. So starting to think from that mindset, you're going to see your weight differently. 
Okay, and so why most diet plans and exercises don't, or exercise plans don't work for women is because they fail to address the hormonal root cause. Okay, and those hormonal imbalances are typically excess cortisol, insulin, or leptin blockage, or resistance, estrogen dominance, a sluggish thyroid, low testosterone, and problems with your HPA, which is your hypothalamic pituitary adrenal control system. Okay, and so what happens is when you have higher dysregulated cortisol, meaning you're just constantly stressed, and I'm telling you, I've worked with women who are like, Celine, I am not stressed, but they are. (laughs) You know, you can tell in their symptoms and their body language with the quality of their skin, their hair, their nails, and obviously they're coming to me for a reason. And so even if we don't have a lot of pressure, whether it's financial or career or kids or whatever it is, there's still some stress in the body. And sometimes it's very, very, um, thought, it's our small thoughts, you know, in the back of our mind or our subconscious system, which I, or subconscious mind, which I'll talk about in a completely in a new episode. But so what happens is that this cortisol, the stress hormone wreaks havoc over time, depleting chemicals such as serotonin, and it makes you not fall asleep. Okay. And which then makes you store fat, especially in your stomach area. And then high cortisol um, can actually be linked to depression, food addiction, and sugar cravings. So what's fascinating, I started to realize, is that when I was stressed, that's when I would want to eat food. And especially, it wasn't like I wanted to eat an apple. It was like, I want to eat almond butter and potatoes or whatever it was, okay? So I want you to start to recognize when you start to feel stressed out, emotional, why you might reach for food. Okay, and so when we get to the root of why we might have cortisol imbalance, it's because of a dysregulated HPA axis, okay, which is the big queen of all of your hormones. And so when it's upregulated, you're you're constantly stressed out, you will put out more cortisol. And so what happens is you end up having, whether it's a muffin top or excess weight, or, you know, a, a lot of the time we'll see estrogen dominance in the hips and thighs, And so, you know, if you're feeling like you're racing from task to task, you're tired but wired, you're trying to fall asleep at night and you're tired but your thoughts are racing, Uh, you might have, um, you know, you might be stressed out, you might have weight gain, even if you're eating less, right? And so I want you to start to think about this, okay? And where you might be experiencing this for yourself, And then the other component is the emotional side, right? So even if you are eating perfectly, I I, I see this so often. You might be eating perfectly, aka the clean, clean eating, okay? You might be doing all your workouts, but you might be still gaining weight. But even, you know, the anxiety about food or about like, about your body, I shouldn't be eating this, I'm, I should be eating that, I should be going to bed at this time, you know, just this whole should concept or shooting ourselves, that's creating stress right there, whether we realize it or not, thinking, am I good enough, am I beautiful enough, am I smart enough, um, am I going to get this raise, am I not, do I have enough money, all of these thoughts create an excess of cortisol or they raise cortisol and especially if we keep thinking it over time which most people um, repeat thoughts over and over again the same thoughts it's going to create um, high cortisol okay 
So I also want to go over some also other reasons why on a physical level where our hormones might um, go off balance. Okay. So number one is nutrient deficiencies. So if you don't have enough vitamin C, for example, um, vitamin C is one of the first things that gets depleted from our adrenals. If they're constantly pumping out cortisol, you're going to, you know, that's going to create a deficiency. If you um, also vitamin C can lower, not having enough vitamin C can lower progesterone. Okay, which makes you feel calm. Not having enough fat hormones or fat hormones, um, healthy fats. Okay, so things like that are also going to stress out the body on a physical level. Excess toxins. So if you have a lot of conventional hair products and beauty products and shampoos and conditioners and soaps and things like this, it does add up and it does interfere with your liver. Okay, and so I want you to try to go as natural as possible with your skincare, your makeup, your products in general. It will really, really make a big difference. Okay, another one is poor stress coping, right? We, we don't have the tools all the time or we don't access or we don't use the tools to be more relaxed, such as meditation, yoga, journaling, breath work. We all have it accessible. We're aware of it, but are you doing something about it? Okay. And um, one thing that, you know, I don't necessarily, uh, this can change for woman to woman, but age can be something as well. Um, You know, menstruation, pregnancy, menopause, perimenopause can also uh, put our hormones on a different level as well. Okay, or even taking medication like birth control pills, you will have a different hormonal profile um, range than someone who's postpartum, for example. Another big one is poor sleep. Okay, so a lot of people are not sleeping well, or they're waking up, or they're tossing and turning. Um, And so, you know, this is something that's really, really important. I think it's undervalued. Um, and then sometimes then if you add alcohol to the mix, it can actually uh, interfere with your deep sleep as well. And so if you are really trying to balance your hormones, I would take a bit of a break, two weeks, a month, um, to really have alcohol and enjoy it. But when you do, you really enjoy it. Or it could be on Saturday nights with your, with your meal, okay? Um, and of course, I do feel a little conflicted I don't because I look at you know the French or the Italian the Spanish they have wine all the time with their meals and it's a form of relaxation it's a form of complementing the meal and so I do find research on the alcohol part and at the same time it's 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 interesting because it could be something that relaxes you you know a small glass with dinner maybe it's organic versus you're feeling stressed out so you have a glass of wine right I think I think you know the big difference there. The other one is if you are over exercising or if you are doing um, high intensity all month long, I talk about this in my book, The Painless Period Guide. Um, if you are, you know, especially in your the later part of your luteal phase, your menstrual phase, and you're still doing your HIIT workouts, it is going to backfire. Because you're going, it, that's when your body, your energy is starting to slow down. Um, your hormones and your energy is lower than it is during your follicular ov- ovulatory phase, and it's not the time to really push it. 
is the time to build muscle and do more resistance training and practice yoga. So if you are, you know, someone who's running all month long or doing high intensity all month long, you may actually benefit from slowing down a bit. And I see this, I have clients that come to me who are doing high intensity workouts when they come see me every single day and and they're super proud and I'm proud of them too. However, it can take a toll on the body, okay? So I really encourage you to do a little bit more lower intensity workouts if you can, yoga, Pilates, strength training, bar, um, incorporated into your your um, day. And you really have nothing to lose, right? So if you just do that for one month and you realize how much it benefits you, there you go. And if you feel like, now I want to keep running, um, then next month you can go back to it. But I wouldn't do anything... Um, like Orange Theory, for example, all month long, unless your hormones are in impeccable shape, which I don't see very often, okay? All right, now moving on, some blood panels to ask your doctor when you are, you know, getting your hormones tested um, are the following, okay? So cortisol, TSH, free T3, reverse T3, free T4. And a note about thyroid hormones is, it's if you have hyper or hypothyroidism, if you have anything like that sluggish liver, again, it's not, it's the symptom of something else, which is stress. Okay. Remember that DHEA, testosterone free, bioavailable and total insulin, leptin, glucose, hemoglobin, A1C, ALT, if you're overweight, leptin and IGF-1. So that's growth hormone. If you're on your period, day three estradiol, day three FSH, day 21 to 23 progesterone. And if you are uh, during your menopause phase, estradiol and FSH. I also highly recommend looking at your B12. Okay, this is something just from personal experience as well. that can actually provide you a lot more energy. And when you have more B12, it will help with your homocysteine, which is an anti-inflammatory marker, which then will help with your uh, cholesterol. Okay, cholesterol is not because you're eating too many eggs, um, typically because of cortisol, again, your stress hormone, as well as your B12, okay? You can also do uh, the Dutch test um, or complete hormone profile tests, okay? So just... Ask your doctor about these things. You have every right to know, but you must be informed to know because a lot of the time, if you don't ask, most people are not aware. And so they're just going to just, you know, do your regular stuff. Okay. Now, the most important part of this now is to talk about how to balance cortisol so that you can balance your weight. And so some of these, again, these suggestions are proven in randomized trials um, and others, I'll just mention where it is and you'll, you'll be able to tell is just from personal experience from studying other cultures, like the French and the Italian. Okay. And why they stay so, so slim and beautiful, even when they eat a lot of cheese and pasta and things like that. So one of the first ones is to talk about what's stressing you out with a girlfriend or women's circle. Okay. By being around other women, you actually help to increase oxytocin which is a really a feel good. It's a love hormone. Okay. So 
make sure you have this in your life, someone that you can talk to, a girlfriend. It's not going to be the same as your partner. Um, you need to have that girlfriend in your life that you can trust and you both share. And it could be, again, a group of people as well. Maybe you find an online women's circle. Um, you know, maybe you are whatever it is. I know, I know you know what to do, but there's, there's something you can do there. Okay. Um, highly recommends a practice like meditation or yoga. Okay. It will really start to detach you from the monkey mind that we have. Slow down your breath. Okay. And really start to relax you. Yoga was the thing that helped me get off of sleeping pills and on insomnia when I was 16 years old. Adding B vitamins and omega-3s if you're deficient, and most people are. I highly recommend supplementing here for especially omega-3 if you're not eating fish and walnuts and things like that. Okay, and if you are vegan, you can get a vegan omega-3 supplement. Um, <clears throat> this one is really good as well for temporarily is taking phosphatidylserine until you start to really regulate your stress getting a massage once or twice a month. I also, you know, you could also try, and this is this is the non-evident side, but whether it's Reiki or reflexology, uh, acupuncture, things like that, that will also really help with stress. <clears throat> Another big one is to eat more dark chocolate. Okay, so 80% cacao or higher. If you can, to, to add more green tea, which contains L-theanine, Okay, <clears throat> excuse me, which is an amino acid that reduces stress um, as well. And, and I get asked a lot about coffee. I think having a cup or two of coffee is perfect if you're not dependent on it, if you're not using it for energy, but it's just a pleasure thing. Okay, I enjoy one or two cups, usually just one thing of espresso with oat milk and collagen. Um, and I, I love it. It just makes me feel so good. It's just a little ritual I have, uh, with my mocha pot. Okay. And then if you, you know, you might want to try abdact, abdact, la, la, adaptogenic herbs, such as ashwagandha, for example, or rhodiola, um, I encourage you to look with a herbalist or a naturopathic doctor into those as well. Another one is to remove processed foods and refine carbohydrates, refine sugar from your diet, okay? Just start to increase protein, which will increase glucagon, okay, in the body, which is your fat-burning hormone there too. Making sure that you eat um, every, you know, whether it's two to four hours when you get hungry. I am not a fan of women fasting, and that's a whole other subject I can go into. But make sure that you're not putting your body into stress, especially if you are overweight already, if you do have hormone imbalance. So start to fill your plate with green and colorful vegetables. Most of your plate with veggies, whether you are vegan or you're not. Um, and, you know, just based on what I've seen work for myself and other women, I am going to recommend an omnivorous diet, okay? I know that there's different um, views on that, but whenever you can, have a free-range, antibiotic-free, um, organic, grass-fed whenever possible, okay? Um, and then another thing is really starting to um, take time for yourself. I know that so many of you listening are mothers, are um, busy, you have, you know, multiple roles, but 
taking 15 minutes, 30 minutes a day to yourself, whether it's to read or just savor your cup of coffee, whatever it is for you, I want you to just put in a little bit of time for yourself, okay? And if you find so much resistance to that, ask yourself why. Like, even if you are a mother, can you get support to have 20 minutes to yourself to take a bath, right? What conversations must you have for that? And that's all a part of this weight release and hormone balance too, is is I find that our symptoms are asking us to take on life in a whole new way. Okay. Staying hydrated is another big one. Drinking at least two to three water liters of water a day is critical for energy, for vitality and overall health. Okay. Just make it a habit. Get a water bottle that you love as well. Okay. And again, just want to go back to the glucagon simulating foods, um, protein, uh, making sure you have enough chicken, fish, cottage cheese, yogurt, protein powder, could be pea, could be whey, could be rice, uh, hemp, tempeh, tofu, all of these things, okay, are um, very, very important. And the last one here is, again, not the medically proven clinical trial stuff, but um, things that are really speaking to your feminine Okay, so this is to add pleasure into your life. Adding pleasure into your life will help you relax, right? Because when you have pleasure, whether it's beauty, whether it's a massage, whether you're slowing down to savor something, you actually ask your body to relax. Okay, and so having, and I'm even feeling relaxed talking about it now, is whether you have a beautiful table setting with like the napkins and you have flowers, maybe you have your nails done or you have a beautiful painting that every time you look at it, it just fills you up inside. I just got these tea towels from HomeSense the other day that, oh my gosh, I just look at them and it lights me up on the inside, right? So Obviously, do what you can with your budget. Maybe it's just buying yourself a single flower. Maybe it's buying a bouquet. Maybe it's painting your own nails or maybe it's getting it done. Okay, so you know the difference there. I invite you to start to invite more of this beauty into your life. And I promise you, it will start to make a big, big difference. Okay, so that is what I had for you today. I am so glad that you took the time to listen. This is a very important topic. If you have any questions, you you know, you have comments, please find me on Instagram at underscore let's just living underscore. Um, email me at hello at selenebilgen.com. If you have questions, you just want to share an aha, maybe you start buying yourself flowers and you tag me on social media with it. I would love to see, I would love to hear from you. Okay. And again, if you have not registered for the free webinar on holistic weight release, we're going to talk even more about this kind of information. So I know you're going to love it. Be sure to invite a friend and I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please give the show a five-star review if you feel like you learned something new today. All of the mentioned links will be in the show notes. And also, are we connected on Instagram? Find me over at underscore luscious living underscore and come say hi. See you next episode.